A true friend never relies on another's dream. A person with the potential to be my true friend must be able to find his reason for life without my help. And he would have to put his heart and soul into protecting his dream. He would never hesitate to fight for his dream, even against me. For me, a true friend is one who stands equal on those terms. And that's from Griffith, Griffith from, <laughs> from Berserk. Um, this is the Task Force Kilo podcast brought to you by Weebs and Weights. I'm Nick Orfanos, and I'm here with Kevin Foley. That's it, baby. Welcome back, hey, man. Thanks so Glad much for having back. me. Yeah. And love the quote that you just kind of introduced, and I think that touches on a lot of key points that we'll talk about in this episode, building relationships. And I think, you know, understanding who someone is in their life and also understanding yourself and your life is a, a very impactful kind of thought process that you and the other person have to go through. And when you're talking about a true friend, you know, the, that can bear a lot of punches there. A true friend. What is a true friend to you? But you also have to understand what a true friend is defined in that other person's life too because otherwise you'll never be on the same same page and that's going to be you know troublesome down the road and that you can probably talk about any kind of disruption or issue or problem within a relationship comes down to communication that's number one and i think that's the biggest you know thing when everyone's like oh you didn't you did this or you did that or this happened but is it as bad as it really is with communication, probably not. Without communication, it's probably the worst. Um, so when you're really getting into dreams and and what a true friend is and what are you going to stand for, I think there were so many very um, key words that were in that quote from Griffith that you know can speak to a lot of people, but in so many different terms and yeah, definitions. Uh, and and that's the biggest thing that you're going to have with other people is everyone's coming from different angles, different levels, different peaks and valleys and you have to know where they are and if you don't know what that true friend is then they're not a true friend and there's different layers to that too right because you can have friends that still support you in your goals but aren't on that same path yeah exactly yeah or yeah. don't want to go on the path with you but you're going to take them with you anyway and then <laughs> they're not going to meet your expectations at the beginning during or at the end at yep. some point they're going to fail you but are they really failing you or are you failing them? And it's usually, you know, you failing them. And expectations is the biggest thing when you're trying to manage relationships. Have you expressed yours? Have they expressed theirs? Are there some non-negotiables there? Probably. Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, that's a perfect quote. And I really appreciate you bringing that up. Absolutely, yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to find ones from like animated, like kind of cross over Perfect. a little bit with it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that I would love to do actually was, uh, and I haven't told you this yet, but I'm going to force you to watch anime at some point, mm -hmm. and then we can kind of maybe go into that little like psychological side of it, because there is a lot. I'm sure, and there's probably a ton of symbolism in there. And there's a, there's um there's actually been some really big, critically acclaimed, acclaimed ones that are like meant for mental health and stuff like that too, and I think that'd be a really cool. What about body language and all that stuff like we talked about last Dude, episode? it's crazy. It's That's nice. Oh, if you really, have you watched that, any anime? I think we should get with that. I mean, just a little bit, probably ten okay. percent of what. No, not even ten percent of what you've seen. But... Uh, I'm a sicko. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> I didn't realize until I came back from the uh, convention how bad it was because my buddy Dylan came out to help record and stuff like that, and he was like, and like every booth, I was like, this is this, that is that, yeah. that is that, and I felt when I got there like I'm not a real anime fan. I'm not a new real weeb. Like all but, these people know all these things, were. and then like I'm like an encyclopedia nice. to him, you know, but um. But yeah, so uh, building relationships. Um, 
So what are the goals for that today, Kev? What do you think is the, the takeaway that we should go for? I think the only reason for living is to build human connection. And once you deviate from that, it's really hard for you to really understand the meaning of life. And I mean, that's what I believe is it's all about building human relationships, having better conversations like we talked about. And this is an episode to kind of weave all that stuff together. It's, mm-hmm. it's important for us to understand where you're going and where you're coming from, but also learn the lessons along the way. Uh, and if you're on this planet to try to get more than just human relationships or not any of them, then I think we've kind of failed as a population. Uh, this is what we were meant to do is procreate and, and to be in communities and to be in families and all these things and to have uh, the ability to continue to like improve generation over generation. Mm. I mean, I think that's the biggest part is especially if you want to have a family, well, is it going to be better than your last? I hope so because that's why we're here, Mm -hmm. to continue that betterment of society. Uh, And that starts with just one-on-one communication. Are you really bringing value and, and... creation to those conversations to that relationship are you being fair to one another are you incorporating your core values that you bring do you understand the other person's core values and that's where disconnect happens it's like yeah we want to have a conversation but i'm not willing to get into your closet if you will or understand what's really internally drives you but your internal drivers are everything that's what i want to know if i don't know those i don't know you right Uh, Right. and i think that's a a part where we miss Uh, and and any kind of therapy session that I'm having with my guys and gals, I'm, I want to get into the internal drivers, like the motivating factors to, for you to just get out of bed in the morning. What, do you, what are you doing that for? Tell me. Yeah. Explicitly. Yeah, like, yeah, give yeah. me the details of that. What got you out of bed? Do you have an alarm clock or you don't? Um, and, you know, I, I just try to dig within myself when I'm having conversation with people because we want, like we said earlier, previous to the show, a lot more alive time than dead time. So can I make you you know push the limits of yourself right now can i make you push the limits of your thoughts or your details that you want to give me how can i do that yep. safely effectively fairly because obviously we're coming from two different angles here right um so connection is everything connection of self starts first so clearly if you want to have any kind of relationship with anybody else you got to start with yourself and if you don't understand who you re- who you truly are and like we talked about last episode you know, are you getting down to the foundations of what gets you up in the morning, what builds you your every day, what builds who you are over the course of a week, a day, a month, all that stuff? Are you making an effort for those mm-hmm. things to be built upon? Are you just kind of going through um, the daily minutia? I mean, there's so many things you can come at it, but loving yourself is very important because without love, there is no self. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also you have to love others, but it doesn't start without loving yourself. And the only way you can love yourself and build that relationship with yourself is to know yourself mm. and to push yourself into you know, places of discomfort, maybe despair at some times, but maybe having better language for yourself and, um, and <clears throat> wanting better for yourself. Yeah. And I think that's a huge appreciation level that you'll have with yourself, build that self-esteem and value. And that's when you can see other people's. And that's also going to build that level of empathy that we always want. I mean, if you don't have empathy, you're never going to be able to have relationships with other people. And, and empathy is not sympathy. And a lot of people get those two mixed up. Sympathy is seeing someone going through something and, you know, having some feelings for that interaction or that, you know, visual that you that you see. But uh, 
empathy is being able to take yourself and place yourself in other people's shoes and to walk that with them mm-hmm. and to feel what they feel, see what they see. And that is empathy. And if you don't have any kind of level of empathy, it's going to be very hard for you to maintain really well-developed relationships. And, you know, th- and when you are able to get in more of those situations, you increase your empathy. And then once you have a very high level of empathy, you can do pretty much anything. The people that I've seen with a very high level of emotional intelligence also have a very high level of empathy. And those two are very correlated. Uh, you can't have one without the other. But at the same time, it just makes you so much more aware of yourself and others. And you're able to kind of just move fluidly through the world. I don't even know how to respond to that one, man. <laughs> uh, when you texted me, like, when we talk about topics back and forth, yeah. you know, usually I give you full reign on that. And I'm just like, hey, what's next? You know, like, you, you you know exactly, like, you have a plan ahead, right? And when you said building relationships, my instant my instant was like, I got this, sure. right? Like, I, I that's something that I, that I feel like I'm actually very good at is building relationships. I can break the ice. I can shake hands. I can talk to people. Yeah. I can kind of initiate that. Um Maintaining relationships, on the other hand, for me, I think is the is is the most difficult part, right? Especially on the more like professional side of things. Especially when I go, oh, okay, like this is somebody that I really want to get to know, really try to learn from, absorb a lot of information, you know, try to like really ham that, right? And like, what do I mean by that? Like, when you create a connection, and like in order to foster that growth and stuff like that, like whether it's professional, social, in love, whatever it is there's needs to be a steady stream of communication like you were just saying right and sometimes we feel and whether it's a a lack of confidence thing or a some kind of trauma from before that kind of like drives us to be afraid to do certain things i know for me personally that i have a issue with like ah, i don't want i don't want to hit them up too much i don't want to text them too much i don't want to you know, ask them too many questions and all those things. But being persistent is also very important in a relationship and finding that balance. Even for me, like even now, like it's difficult. Like I just made a bunch of really great connections at the anime convention when we were covering it. And now I'm trying to find that balance. Like is once a month. Okay. Is once a week. Okay. Is, can I ask them for footage now? Like things like that. Right. So no, I love that because if you're asking yourself these questions, that means you've never asked them. And why are you asking yourself? You're not the one with the answers. The, the person that you want to maintain that that interaction, that connection with, does. And, and again, it's almost like there is this upfront contract that you have if you meet somebody um, or for anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, any kind of relationship that you have, there's already an upfront, up, upfront contract that you've had established. You know, you've already even signed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of these relationships are going to be, you know, here and there, you know, might last a couple of minutes, might last a couple of years. You never know, but the way that you both kind of interact kind of can tell where it's going to go and how it's going to go. Right. You know, right. How, what, are, what are the depth and level of the conversations that you are having right now? Is there value being brought on both sides? Are you the one bringing value? Mm-hmm. You know, have you brought this value to maintain this connection? Because you can only do so much. It's two people. And that way, you can kind of understand where you're coming from on this side of things with every different type of connection that you make. But there's also this crazy 
principle that I learned a few years ago called the Dunbar principle. Okay. And this tells you, and we can probably go into like ancient ancient times of why this was even established or why anyone even thought of this. But Dunbar principle says that you can only maintain between 130 to 180 meaningful relationships in your life at one time. Interesting. Okay. 130 to 180. Who knows? Some people can have maybe more. Some people can have less. But there's like a nice little average there. And it shows you, you know, how many people are in your life. It could be family, career, friends, you know. The older you get, probably the more people are around you. But are they meaningful relationships? Are you maintaining them? Some people leave. Some people are added. All these things. But it kind of just gives you a overview of what you're bringing to the table. Do you have a lot of them? Do you have a little of them? Are they meaningful to you? Are they meaningful to them? Uh, and I think that way you can structure yourself a little bit better. Uh, and that's all you really can do. You can't really maintain a good relationship with somebody if they don't want it. Mm-hmm. And that's okay too. But the more questions you're asking about certain individuals and certain relationships, that's probably not the best ones for you. Mm. Because they should have already answered those questions. And I mean, not only words, but actions. We know actions are the the premium recipe to anything mm-hmm. and that whole and so to bounce off of that and tell me if i'm wrong on this though but like it's all energy budget and like this is the same thing with with the gym right like you only have so much energy that you can right. put into the effort to get the most out of your training and sometimes you need to do less sometimes you need to do more yes. and then you need to prioritize certain yeah. things so when you're sitting there in like a relationship and you're worried about a relationship whether it's professional whether it's doesn't matter and you're thinking about that relationship all the time now that's taking away from everything else that you could be growing with that's all it's a cyclical just crazy your foot on the gas and the brake at the same time Mm -hmm. you're just burning you know that's for sure um so what defines a relationship right because i mean if i'm walking down the hall or i'm walking down the street and i go past the school and there's the crossing guard. We make eye contact. We wave and, wave and smile. That's technically a relationship, right? There was a link made there. In a way, there's right? an encounter. So what defines a relationship? So that encounter, whatever action happens after that encounter, are you putting an effort into getting to know somebody? Do you, mm. do you care enough? Are you just making gestures? Uh, is it, and, and those things are just kind of fluid. They're just going to go and come, and that, that's the way it goes. Mm. So any additional interaction after the encounter, that starts to build a relationship. You're in the, the pre-forming of a foundation there. And what are you willing to do? Are you willing to ask surface level, hey, how's the weather? Or how are you doing? Right, you know, right, right. You up, what are you up to? Like those type of questions, then there's not much of an effort there to actually build something meaningful. Are you willing to get the simplicities out of the way and go for the stuff that drives people? And that's scary for a lot because some people are a little bit more driven than others and the ones who are kind of insecure about themselves won't really wade into that deep water. But to be less insecure is to wade into all the deep water and, mm-hmm. and continue to do that and drown a few times and, and you know ask for a, a life-saving device to come out and, and float you for a little bit. And that's where you're going to meet the best people. Right. Is intuition, what's your thoughts on intuition, right? Because like we have like, I don't want to go into this whole like, you know, caveman and animalistic, you know, you have a sense of things, right? But the reality is for the most part you do, right? Like how many times have you been walking in in a store or something like that and for some reason you're like, I'm going to turn and look that way and you make dead eye contact with somebody. Like 
it could it be chance? Hundred percent, right? But for a lot of the times, like I feel like that doesn't happen for no reason, right? And so, like first impressions. How how much should you lean on that first impression of yourself or other people? Ah, no, that's a good question. Yeah. They're very different. So Absolutely. my question specifically is for other people. When you first interact with somebody, you talk to them, you kind of get a, a vibe of who yeah, they are. Yeah, sense. You know? so, and, and that is probably going back to our caveman days, like you said before. And we weren't always predator. We were prey at one point too. Right. And that gives us a very you know, well-rounded sense of ourselves and sense of our environment without even really knowing. It's just in our genetic code. It's mm-hmm. in the genome. Uh, and, and that's so powerful. And if you're able to harness some of that stuff and, and get the vibes, get the, um, the sense, your, your spidey sense, if you will, mm-hmm. around you, I mean, that can really help you in a lot of situations because most times we'll lean on the bad stuff first because that's easiest. Everyone kind of gets in a situation where you're like, oh, this vibe isn't right. Yeah. The energy, just the chemical mixture in the air, I can feel it. I, I don't feel comfortable here. I want to leave. Mm-hmm. It happens a lot. But some people feel it and, and stay. And maybe something bad happens, maybe it doesn't. But at the same time, you know, trust that gut. And we have two brains. We have our gut brain and we have our, you know, our brain within that, that big old skull of ours. But all that stuff is your, you know, like dogs sniffing around. They're just taking all that information and, and, yeah, yeah, and storing yeah. it the same way we should. And we don't do it enough. Um, so I think first impression of others can only go so far. Are you going to just maintain that moment of understanding of that person? Are you going to let them, you know, create a little bit better understanding of them? And I will always, you know, tell you to do more than mm-hmm. less um, in those circumstances. Most things in life, I, I would tell you to do less. Yeah, yeah. But with humans and other people, we do. We should do more. Right. Um, situations always do less. <laughs> um, and that's a, probably next week's podcast. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I just think with if someone has an impression of us our first impression that's not our responsibility Mm -hmm. whatever interaction they give us beyond that then that might become our responsibility a little bit but if someone just is walking by gives you a glance and says this is Nick um, well that's not your responsibility you don't have to really put much thought into that and they could continue moving on because that's probably what they want to do but Mm -hmm. if they want to know you want to be um, close to you then it's getting to know the internal drivers. So we talked about the building relationships a little bit, kind of the introduction to it. Um, something that I suck at. Um, and the only reason I keep bringing up me and I don't want to keep bringing up me, but it's oh, only okay. the only way to really kind of get ideas out for this. Um, something that I, I suck at. And then on the flip side of the same coin of it, I feel like I do too much of, right? And that's, I love giving support and almost to a fault where I take on so much or I try to do so much that it definitely like detracts and takes away from me. Um, but part of a relationship is also accepting support as well, right? So in that interaction, right, where's the balance for that? You know, and like how do you, because like for me, like I, I, I hate asking for help and then when I need it, like it's almost like, okay, how do I, you know, so. Well, then I'm going to just pull out the mirror and make sure you're looking at that before you're looking at other people Mm. because are you looking for the help and you think that if you support others they'll help you too Mm -hmm. when you know is is it genuine or is it i mean most things are not altruistic i mean i I don't think there is anyone that is a hundred percent in for altruism 
So it's like, what are you doing it for? Are you trying to get something out of it? Which most people are without even knowing. Yeah, You're like, yeah. if I do this, then they'll understand what needs I have. And if I'm in this relationship, they should know that I need help too. Or, you know, it could be anything. Um, and that's the biggest thing. I'll always, if, you know, you're supporting someone so much, then I'd be like, well, why isn't this per- person supporting you? Right, right. And if they're not, then clearly that upfront contract wasn't written explicitly where you both know each other's needs. Right. Because that person may have asked for you for help or may not have. Right. You know, but you have to kind of identify that. Are you just doing it because you're bored? Are you doing it because you'll get something? Are you doing it because you really want to help this person? They really need it. Um, all that stuff. Expectations are so crucial. Understanding what people need, what you need from that person, and where that energy flow is going back and forth and not just kind of going towards and away from you. Right. And that kind of swings into, you know, like building trust, right? Because um, obviously, I mean, our relationship, right? Like it was built on you getting exercise-induced pneumonia and us dying when we were working at Harvard, you know, just friggin' 5 a.m. to God knows when, working out, eating bagels dry without anything on it at 4 a.m., you know, like stuff like that. And then here we are, right? And there was a level of trust that was made there, and it's continuously growing, right? And I'm sure I make plenty of mistakes every time, you know, either today, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, but that's there are the no reality mistakes. of it. And when it comes to... Like, with our relationship, when it comes to, like, that, like, I'd rather make those and have it be open, right? And then I'll, I want you to call me out on it, right? Like, that's that transparency that you were talking about earlier in that communication, right? So, like, that trust thing, like, how does that, trust is tough, right? Because I feel like there are people, and I think we all have this at a certain level, where, like, we meet someone and we really connect with that person or some, whoever it is, and then all of a sudden it's like, I trust them. But there should be, or should there be, a level of like, hold up, pull it back, wait a minute, give it a second, figure it out, talk, hang out with them a couple of times, see what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, you know where I'm going with that? You feel, you feel where I'm kind of getting A little bit. I might them. take it somewhere else. Take it and ride, baby. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, trust is gained in drops and lost in buckets. Mm. But, I mean, where does that saying come from? Is it someone from... That has always given so much, given so much, and then when, you know, most things haven't been given back, those relationships are now gone. Right. You know, if it's gained in drops, essentially it should be lost in drops as well. Yeah. Uh, So what are we really doing to maintain that just level of understanding of each other to say, well, our trust is here. You know, these are the things that we could lose the trust over. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if you both know that, then it's very difficult to lose it in buckets. Um, you, you said mistakes. I don't believe in mistakes. I believe in, in just like what's right and what's necessary. Mm. And for relationships, it's people will kind of hang on mistakes, right? They'll say mistakes or accidents or, you know, what was wrong, Mm -hmm. but what's truly wrong if you both don't define wrong or don't define mistakes or all these things that trouble so many people if there's no definition tied to it then what that's just an irrelevant term that you're throwing in there just to probably manipulate the conversation Mm -hmm. or yourself i don't know but usually when those words are thrown around it's a lot of lack of understanding lack of communication um and that's where we go wrong as humans because 
understanding your true self is very difficult to come to. You've got to go through the absolute tsunamis of the world and your and what you'll put yourself in to get to. Hmm. I mean, most things come back to finding your true self and those tsunamis that we were just talking about and how to understand yourself is kind of understanding your world. It's your own planet that you're on. It's yeah. it, you're the you're the universe and you create it. So whatever universe you're going to put yourself into, you have 100% responsibility for. And I can't stress that enough. Everything that happens within your universe to you, for you, however you want to word it, is your universe. You are completely 100% responsible for it and take ownership of it um, because you do have autonomy. You get to choose where, how, what you do uh, and how you treat people is really important how you treat yourself, and all that stuff is a mirror. Most things in life is a mirror. Mm. Um, that's why I'm always going to pull it out and, and be able to understand those those values that you had in those, that situation, what you were thinking, what you were doing. Was it for you or was it for others? Um, either way, it's fine. Uh, but what are we trying to get out of? How many lessons are we learning? Is this a live time? Is it dead time? Is it impactful? Does it serve you or the other person? If it's not, then... You know, that's a throwaway. See you later. What doesn't serve me does not, you know, stay within my universe. And one thing you brought up was like the the word being used, right? And so we were talking about mistakes. And I think, and I do, I know I do this, and maybe it's a lack of, like, I don't, I don't remember the last time I actually read a book, right? So, and especially over the past couple of years, we're like, I mean, we were playing Warzone basically for two years straight almost, right? Like stuff like that that's like you start losing the ability to express exactly what you're trying to use. And there's certain words that you can use to express certain things, right? And I think that there's a lot of turnover where like someone will say like, I'm depressed. And it's like, maybe, but maybe you're not. Maybe you're using that word that means something, something specific, something more. And you don't know how to express that like you're just you're down you're sad you're you know and so like the mistakes thing too right like i made mistakes right and i use that as just a, a passing term and like now you're saying it and you're like there's no like there is no such thing i'm like oh okay like maybe i just didn't process that and i thought it was X, well guess you know? why you didn't process it because you didn't, didn't. process the actual situation mm. or encounter that you had that you tagged with mistake and that's that's your throwaway now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just a mistake. It's just an accident. I don't need to dig into that. Yeah. And that's a failing of ourselves. And we do that all the time. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh, it's just an accident. <laughs> no, it isn't. It is absolutely not. And now to bounce off that, right? Because I have conflict written in very big letters. Conflict. Um, and there, I mean, it's going to happen. It's it's it always will. It's acting like it's not going to is only going to make things worse. Sure. You know, living in that fake world that, you know, people, a lot of people do that too. They try to create this falsehood of, you know, existence where it's like, but if you lived where you should be and who you are and all those things that you were just been talking about and really reflected on that, like a lot Guess of these conflicts you, could be. Well, I mean, come on. If you're, if you're so true to yourself, yeah, there is only security. So mm. if you have an issue, I want to, I want to hear it. Please tell me. Then there's no conflict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's absolute acceptance, how could there ever be conflict? You are you. You are unique. You have your own views. And I love those. I love all your views. I don't have to accept them for me, but mm-hmm. I can accept them for you. Mm-hmm. Very easy to do. And that's just being, giving love, receiving love, making sure that there's acceptance. For, everyone talks about inclusivity these days and 
and all this divisive culture and all and what society and the media is doing but they're only hanging on to your insecurities mm -hmm. and your ignorance because of your insecurities once you remove those of yourself get to know you then you have security and now you're able to have conversations that may have upset you before but why should they upset you now we're all able to live however you want please do it i'm never going to fault you or judge you for it and i wish i hope you don't do it on my end either because mm -hmm. we're going to have go through our life and we're going to have experiences and and issues and they're going to define our purpose and that's what you want to yeah, find yeah. your purpose find your purpose and you only do that through what no i'm thinking i, I thought back to like i Ironically, the whole conversation we had last episode where it's like, don't don't let your mind stay focused on the thing. But we're talking about conflict. And like, if this wasn't even, I don't know if this counts as a conflict, but like, I remember you called me Bud once. Remember this? Yeah. And I was like, hey, like, don't call me Bud, please. And like, you were like, oh, I didn't know that bothered you, blah, blah, blah. But like, I told you, right? And for, I don't know why, but when people call me Bud, it like gets me so like worked oh, I up. I love that. Like, I don't know go. what it is about yeah. it, you know? But it's like one of those stupid, simple things that like, I wasn't going to fault you for it. But if I didn't say it, you would have kept calling me Bud, right? Maybe. Like, yeah. I mean, so. Bud's not a usual term, but I mean, I guess I like it. Yeah. And well, if you don't like it, you, there's a reason why you don't like it. And you should <laughs> I don't understand know why. That. Yeah, I have there's no idea why, where it came from. I really reason. don't. Yeah. But if you were secure in just the terminology people use back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Or with how you want to be communicated, which you, I mean. I would say you were secure with yourself because you were able to address it, set a boundary, which is very important. And I was able to accept that boundary, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is nice. So that was like inaction of people understanding others mm -hmm. in a probably a public setting, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, where was that? It doesn't matter. No, Not but that's great. I like that yeah. stuff. So comparison and being able to look back and seeing how perception is shaped. Yep. And things that happened before continue, continuously shape you now. That's important stuff. More, more of that is necessary for evolution. We've been talking about relationships. Um, I don't want to say in a general sense because I feel like, I mean, it doesn't really, well, maybe it does. And this is where I'm going to kind of get this question to you. Is a relationship at work versus a relationship, friendship versus a love relationship, you know, are there, is there really a difference I mean, obviously, there's maybe some things that you can't really do at work or say at work or how to act. But then again, like if the workplace is a specific way and you have a certain relationship like with a coworker or a boss, like you might be more relaxed, you know, and there might be a little bit more riffing happening that like maybe if HR heard and it was a higher company would be like, hey, we're all going to lose our jobs, you know, but mm -hmm. that changes depending on that. So is a work professional relationship how do you handle relationships differently? Is there a difference between professional love and friend? Or are you kind of handling them all with the transparency, with the communication, with the... Well, I mean, it goes back to all the definitions that we already kind of make on our own. Uh, we, we see work as different than family and friends and right, where we right. grew up and where you get these, these friends from. Is it, um, you know school age stuff is it college is it career based is it you know all these other places that you meet people along the way right you know how are you define each relationship and we always do it uh, maybe innately yeah um, but there's something there where society has already come up with a ton of rules and limits on 
you know, where you are and how you can act and how you can be right, and what you right. can say and what you can't. Right. Which can be great, can be bad for some. Uh, and that's kind of the struggles that we've had probably as of late because our words and actions are pretty much everywhere now. You can, you know, see them, hear them on all the media platforms. You can find out who someone is with a click of a button. Yeah. All that stuff. You know, so it's it's muddied the waters a little bit, that's for sure. But <clears throat> any relationship can be the same from someone you met when you were five or someone you met when you were 22 or 30 in all these places, depending on what kind of impact are you willing to give that person, what per- impact is are they willing to give you, and where's that influence of, has gone? Has it been more positive than negative? You know, it doesn't really matter as long as there's more positive than negative and there's always lessons being learned and you're mm-hmm. continuing to broaden your perspective on yourself and the world around you. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, you know, important. But the the silos that we place each other in at some points is probably unfair. Yeah. Uh, just because I met you at work doesn't mean that we can't be friends out of work. Right. And right. are you a friend if I'm only willing to talk to you at work? Is that a relationship that I want to maintain? Are right. you a peer or are you a friend? Are you you know and and again terms and definitions I don't care for them too much but yeah, it, yeah, yeah. in some places they do have a place and you just have to understand that and maintain boundaries because when you start to move your boundaries then things can go a little awry and this so you said you had mentioned something that kind of like brought me towards this and now with all of your all, all of our actions all of our words everything is basically wherever it is at all times right on screen anywhere doesn't matter where so we grew up in a period of time where like the internet really came alive right like sure. we literally grew through that right so i mean i i've met some of my really close friends online Right. And this actually is we got a bunch of questions and the majority of the questions actually were related to online relationships. And I think there were a couple of coaches online that were like, can you build meaningful relationships with your athletes via online, even if they're across the country? There was a couple that were a little bit more like on the love based of things and stuff like that. Like, can you meet a true love interest online? And is there validity to that and stuff like that? So I guess online relationships, I guess that's a it's a completely different it's not different. It's just I think people, because it's online, there was always this taboo back in the day where like, it could be a mass murderer, the axe guys outside, you know? And I think a lot of our parents maybe put a lot of their fears of not understanding stuff of on us. And I think a lot of people just took that as the truth and ran with it. Um, so online, online relationships, can they be valid? Can they be meaningful? And what differences maybe, because maybe you've experienced this too, what differences do you have or have you experienced or seen that maybe, you know, causes a little bit, maybe a little bit t- difficult, but like you can kind of get through them. Maybe that's easier too. You know? Well, only difficulties within relationships is communication. If you're not willing to really present yourself the way you really are and yeah. the way you speak and feel and think, then there's going to be disruptions in those relationships, especially online, because that's all you have. They really can't see you your actions every day they can't see what you do every day they can't see where you go how you live it uh what the people around you are like Uh, and that's the the part where it's very easy for us to 
have relationships when we see each other is because I get to see you with other people too yeah, and yeah. see how you interact with them and see how they care about you and you care about them or lack of and how I can really understand your entire environment. So when you're online, you just have to do more of showing that person the mm-hmm. other aspects of your life, showing them pictures or videos and, and incorporating them in your life. You want to FaceTime them while you're at a wedding or um, a meeting that you you like or going to church seeing that all that stuff is very important for someone to see uh and a lot of the time the online relationships don't have that other aspect they just have the face-to-face and not much of what is behind that face right, right, and that right. is so important and that's where sometimes they kind of stall out because they don't go beyond just the face mm. and we can talk face-to-face a lot within a square screen but how much are you really going to understand there you yeah. got to see my mannerisms. You have to see my body language and my gestures and uh, understand my facial expressions when I'm upset, sad, happy, all the emotions because right. that's how you really know somebody. Uh, and, and that's where you build the best relationships is when you see all of them on the entire spectrum of emotions and feelings. That's the only time. And you can go back into your life where and identify those who have seen your entire spectrum of feelings and emotions. And... And I guarantee you, if you did this, anyone does this, say, who has seen me in every aspect on the spectrum of motion, emotions and feelings, where are they now? I guarantee you they're a phone call away mm-hmm. if they're not right beside you. I guarantee you that is my fully 100% guarantee. Yeah. Just like I'm selling brake pads. <laughs> Tommy boy. <laughs> But yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the truth. So if you're able to like establish a great online relationship, make sure you're letting that person peek behind the curtain and see all the other stuff behind you. Because you're, I'm, I bet you got a great face, and but everyone needs more than just that, you know, one-on-one interaction. It needs to be, you know, one in all of you. Right. Now, cautionary tales with that at all? Is there any, you know? No, because they're only going to give you lessons. So I. I push people to get in there, get in the depths of where you want to go and who you want to be when you come out of that. Mm-hmm. How many lessons can you learn in every interaction? Probably many, especially yourself. So the more times you kind of get in there and wade through that water, see how deep you can go and see where the touch points are, where you kind of got a little skittish or got, you know, you felt that feeling inside you being like, oh, this feels uncomfortable. I say lean in. I always say lean in those type of interactions like we want to make um, conversations great again right you got to lean into them because that's the only way they'll ever be great right you can't have the surface level stuff you can't have a comment being thrown at you without you know some sort of establishment of meaning and and that's the stuff that you know builds relationships that's the stuff that holds people together and it's always communication the better at it that you are the better at or the better you'll be with relationships, the more of them you'll have. Right. Healthy, meaningful relationships. Right. With people you care about and they care about you the same way. Right. It's interesting too, right? Because I mean, um, one of my closest friends I met playing World of Warcraft in like junior high. You know? It's pretty awesome. And it's it's a weird, it's a really weird, and that was during the time where like, you know, parents were like, oh, don't. Don't make friends with people online, you know, and like, and now here I am and this kid's still in my life and 
he'll call me when he breaks up with a girl and it really messed him up. You know, Mm -hmm. we get to play games together still. My cousin, right? Like one of my cousins, we didn't talk for years. We played basketball together, didn't talk for years. Call of Duty comes out. All of a sudden, we're talking to each other two, three times a week. And that relationship got rebuilt. It fostered that relationship. Of it does. You know? She had experiences or everything. Yeah. And like, yeah, okay, it's Call of Duty, but still, like, it's something oh, that we both loved. It's still, you know, like. So is that different than football or hide and seek no, or exactly Monopoly? Not. No. Absolutely. Especially, not. I mean. So what do you mean? You know, yeah. I mean, we so, just defined it right there. It's not, no different than uh, a sport on a field or a court or, or, you know, a field. I already said field, right? So a field, court, you know, all those places. Yeah. But, you know, a board game in your house. You know that's that's where shared experiences happen when you're empathically connected. Yeah, yeah. I have one last thing that I wrote down that I think is the most important for me, and this is something that I try to do for the closest people that I have, and even now, like even just someone I've met now that like I see them having success is celebrating them. And I think like celebration, at least to me, in the relationships that I've built, celebrating people's successes the things that they're proud of the things that they're happy of and and really having that and being like hey that is awesome you know and like and really giving them like you know the the the, ha- the slap on the back right that like good shit you know mm-hmm. um celebration man is it how important is it oh it's the most important it's like celebrating people that care about you and you care about them is so important the celebration, the gratefulness, the the thankfulness that you always experience because the world and, and life is very difficult for a lot of people or for all of us. I mean, it you're in the trenches at times and yeah. you want support, you need support, you want those social supports to be active in your life and showing off your accomplishments, but you got to show off other people's too. And just because they're not the same as you want, yeah. but you have acknowledged that they those accomplishments or those wants and needs for other people are there and they're present. And for you to have that awareness, that is everything. I mean, absolutely. That is one of the biggest things because, you know, as adults now, most of the things that we do are always, most of the time are not acknowledged. If you're able to do that within that sphere of influence, so important. That just drives people to do more. Right. You know, knowing the, you know, their good deeds are, are showing up. That's all I got. You got anything else for the people? No, I think that was a great conversation. That's good. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, you guys know the deal. Kevin, once again, thank you. You know, always. as always. Um, if you guys have any questions, stories, things that you want to send us, you can send it over to weebsandweights at gmail.com. Put Task Force Kilo or TFK in the subject line. And we'll be sure to kind of vet those and go through them. And I'll get them over to Kevin. And we'll see if any of them spark some topics. And we'll try to answer some questions as well. Um, keep having good conversations. Keep building relationships. Let's keep trying to change it. Be healthy, stay healthy, keep it with each other, and we'll see you guys in the next one.